Welcome, welcome to to the dates of our lives, starring Tunisia and Christine. I'm so happy to be here with you. So our, one of the things we talked about in starting this pod in our intro episode was loosely basing each episode around one of the tarot cards, just like as a touchstone or something. Mm -hmm. And we did that in the first episode because the fool is sort of like this zero card and it can appear anywhere in the series of the major arcana. And like, I've been thinking of our first our zero episode as being like the like the call or the impetus right yeah 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 so then it can appear anywhere Mm -hmm. um and then last week we talked about the magician but only insofar (laughs) as like we were figuring out how to use the microphone (laughs) and the microphone was simultaneously a hot man (laughs) yeah yeah hot male presenting body (laughs) right male presenting doing doing a dance You would imagine. Um, so, so we were talking about touching in again with that idea and maybe with a little bit more intentionality going forward. Um, but we can still make memes if we want. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and memes are this new way that we all communicate. Yeah. Yeah. And so do you want to introduce the the card that we're going to be kind of touching base with today? I would love to. <laughs> um, the card for today... Is the high priestess, and uh, and so Christy and I have been having some off-air conversations already, but we both, you know, it's always fun to think about symbolic language, and mm. so the tarot is symbolic, and it's you know divination, and it's uh, mythical and mystical, and in some ways archetypal, mm-hmm. and so for me, the high priestess is this card of uh, turning inward. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I pull her, I'm always like so excited because she's always so beautiful. Um, they're so beautiful, whichever deck you're using. And there's this call to remember that I have so much intuition mm-hmm. and that I just need to like return to grounding into myself. Yeah. I, um, I'm working on a deck in the the, my favorite high priestess right now is the one that I made and he's really beautiful yeah. and has like a black pearl necklace. Um, and I agree. It's like this deep body intuition is the, and slash nature intuition that I like think of when I think of the high priestess. And I'm curious for both of us, like how that showed up for us this week in our dating projects. Yes. As we continue our dating adventures, like, did any, like, high priestess moments happen for you? Okay, how did it show up for me? So, for my first date on Valentine's Day, I got to go out with Kate Veers, who was, shared the story about Lupercalia last time. Yes. On our first episode. And we, a word that came up a lot in on our date was this word sovereignty. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she... She said that that had been like a touchstone word for her last year. Mm. And it wasn't for me, but I saw how that word showed up a lot in conversations and 
and in, tra- in, in explorations that I was having in partnership and then also by myself and then with friends. Mm-hmm. So for me, sovereignty and then like some of what we, Kate and I talked about was like how we are often in times of loss, we are asked to go back inside mm-hmm. ourselves. Um, mm-hmm. I always think of it as like so many of the dark moon goddess stories are about traveling the underworld Mm-hmm. And, and encountering so many trials and tribulations <laughs> um, and then emerging, emerging on the other side and emerging new. And so that for me feels very high priestess is, yeah. is having to go internally uh, and, and really ground into yourself, mm-hmm. ground into the world. And then from that place, you, I really start to feel a sense of like, oh, this is who I am. I'm home. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So a few images like came to mind for me, like, um, like, yeah, images of like Persephone, Mm -hmm. like the movie Pan's Labyrinth, Mm -hmm. um, all these like underground things as a way of connecting to yourself. Um, and that also feels really high priestess to me. It's interesting because on my date, my first date on Valentine's day, we also talked about sovereignty randomly awesome. <laughs> um and it was because I was trying to explain what I'd learned so far on our dating projects like I was yeah. like yeah I, I'm like interested in sovereignty like uh-huh. and and he asked me to explain what that means and I was kind of like like and asked if it means ultimate power over and I was like no it's like about choice and also like referring back to myself And that's the thing that, like, I've been, like, coming to again and again this week is, like, oh, I have this power Mm -hmm. where I'm really trying to be, I'm trying to ask myself what I want. Like, I'm dating myself is the thing I came back to this week. I'm dating myself. And so then I've noticed that I'm trying to there's old patterns coming up where I'm trying to like be like, but what would this person want? Or like, mm-hmm. what, what do I think? Like as an example, when I was getting ready to go on my date and I don't know this person yet, I'd never met them. I was like, Oh, like what's new? I don't know what like, bleh. I don't know what they're going to do. Why am I going on a date with someone? I yeah. don't know all yeah. of these thoughts. And then I was like, Oh wait, but I'm dating myself. So what I want to do is wear my like sexiest red dress Yay! and get like dressed up and like have the best time, even if they don't show up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that I like that. reminded me, it's like this touching base and like being like, um, like answering to myself, essentially. Like I don't need to like try mm-hmm. to give my power away. Yeah. Which I think is for me, like maybe synonyms for sovereignty are like self-determination I think you in those you know those big moments in our lives whether it's loss or like grief or even like total joy and elation and abundance it's like we learn something about ourselves in those moments and I think for me the learning about myself is about shedding narratives that are not mine. Yeah. And so the I love what you said about touching into yourself mm-hmm. and that if you are your you are your own reference point. Yeah. And that I can only be my own reference point truly if I have re- let go of the ways that other people have told me that I am or am not. Because you also are only in relationship with yourself like in yeah. so many ways. Yeah. And like the thing that kept being clear to me this over the course of this week 
is like, I have been in the habit of putting my reference point outside of myself. <laughs> yeah. And that doesn't work for this project. No. <laughs> it doesn't work for this project and it doesn't work the project of living, right? right. Doesn't work yeah. for the project of living. <laughs> that touchstone of like, who am I? What do I want? Mm-hmm. How do I remember that I'm like deeply connected to what I would call like nature, the world, other people. Yeah. Like I am not separate. Right. And I'm also separate. And I think that perfectly describes for me like this feeling around like like that deep centeredness is ultimately connected to like everything in the world. Oh my gosh, it is. And I think that when you and I have talked about this in different conversations, when you connect to that, how alive you feel mm. and how mm-hmm. in the world you feel and embodied, like truly And it's like embodied. super validating right away. Yes. Instead of like, well, I still don't know what I want. Yeah. <laughs> like if you don't know what you want... You probably do know what you yeah. want. You're just doing the opposite thing. Yeah, you just don't maybe like what the <laughs> intuition is telling you. <laughs> and that, but who doesn't like it? I think it's like an ego thing. I yeah. think it's like, it's not your true self doesn't like it because you're not going to do something. Mm. I don't know. When I think about intuition, I'm like, okay, wait. That's about like really touching in with like centered me, not like needy me or wanting something outside of myself me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so mm. it's really a loving act to do that. It is. Sometimes it is loving to move on. Sometimes it's loving to let go. And that can feel so mysteriously counterintuitive. Because you're like, no, but I want this thing because it makes me happy. But it probably, maybe it isn't anymore. And or it's actually also about, then you actually are always going to be stepping back into alignment, right? And so we necessarily have to say goodbye to things. Unwritten rules to dating, I think, and that's something I kind of am curious about, is like, what is someone's intention? And some people are really clear about those intentions. Um, But I feel like I've always, like, my intention's always been kind of like, vaguely like, I want a boyfriend. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right, yeah. Like, at what moment, it's my joke, like, can I open my bag and pull out my wedding dress? Let's talk about our projects. Dating projects. We're also thinking about transitions this week. <laughs> I got my accordion, which is a Shruti box. Shruti box accordion. Um, but so my project is to go on 50 dates. Yeah, how is that going, Tanisha? I have gone on five dates. Wow, I know so well. Yeah, well, there's 45 more to go. Yeah. Um, maybe six if you count a few, but part of it was like I wanted to start thinking about the parameters. Remember, you can request a date. It doesn't, mean, it doesn't mean she'll say yes, but you I can might. always try. She might. <laughs> I might. Yeah. Especially if we, when we get to like November. <laughs> You're like, I'm going to be, I've got a quota to fill. Yeah. Who's up for a date? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, I get a speed date. I don't think you're going to have any problem getting dates. <laughs> Thank you so much, yeah. Christy. No, but so I've been thinking about how to make sure that I reflect on each one. Yeah. And that some of it is like, I am actually really intentionally asking people out. Like someone, mm-hmm. I, like one of my friends who I just love so much, or we have a really awesome connection, but we never hang out that much. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it's been great to both spend a little bit of time at the end of it, writing about it and like That's what cool. was magical, what what did I learn about myself, what did I learn about this other person, and 
a word that has kind of emerged for me has become presence mm-hmm. because a friend asked like, well, what is a date? And, and we'll get into this later in the show about first dates and dating, but yeah. I was really like, oh yeah, for me, it's about really this intentional space of showing up with someone for someone with a lot of presence and being curious about what happens. Mm-hmm. Right. And like having cool. no expectation and just like, I'm going to show up really curiously and with a lot of creativity and joy and love. It's like going to like a happening in the 1970s. Yeah. Tell me more. <laughs> well, like, I wait. assume. Cause I'm just, like, <laughs> in my mind, I saw like the hate Ashbury. <laughs> Oh yeah, keep. Yeah, yeah. I was like, wait, we're back there. <laughs> no, like, like, um, I could be wrong because I didn't experience them directly. But like, like, a uh, happening would be like a list of instructions that an artist came up with, and then like the people who are part of the happening like do the instructions in some way, oh, and it cool. becomes like the art. And oh. so there's something about that in like improv and in like performance and stuff, and it is like this like showing up to something at, with like creativity and presence and willingness to see what happens, right? Like, I think that is a really cool way to look at your dates. Oh, I love this. <laughs> I love I've it. not known about this, but I also, you know that's about me. I have like a deep fascination with performance art. Mm. So there's a part of me that's like, oh, I'm just doing 50 performance art pieces yeah. with willing subjects Yeah. because I always tell them that they're on a date with me. <laughs> so now you know you're actually in a performance art piece. Um, <laughs> dear listeners, um, but I... <laughs> you make them sign a little form. <laughs> I agree to participate in this study. <laughs> yeah. This performance happening at Bow and Arrow. Um, <laughs> live. Live. It's so funny because like, that means like, it's kind of like how um, improv is always happening. And then I like have such a resistance to improv sometimes because I'm like, oh, it's too scary. But I'm like, oh, I'm literally doing that like every day of my life. Every day. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then making it intentional kind of helps you show up for it. I, I want to visibilize for myself what the dating process has been. And so mm. a friend, a date I went on with a friend, she was like, oh, I have this image of it like almost like a true crime thing. We have like, <laughs> like little strings connecting and like the words that come out. And it's I like, believe it's called a murder board. Yeah. Oh, cool. <laughs> so I want to make a murder board of my days. No, no, no. Yeah. Uh, you have to call it like a love board. A love board. Yeah. So th- those are Based some Based off of murder board in parentheses. <laughs> yeah. Love murder board. Um, oh God. Yeah. <laughs> we might have edit this part out. <laughs> So funny, it's though. So funny. <laughs> We're just always going to say that in the podcast. Yeah. Okay, how's your project? How's, which project are oh. you on? Okay, so my project. <laughs> I would say right now the project feels like, for, like clarifying for myself what it is, which is, at this point, it feels like it's dating myself. Mm-hmm. And so what does that look like for me? I've gone on some dates, um, and they've been really fun. And... It's interesting, just like mostly just first dates, uh, a couple, one, uh, one second date, <laughs> and it was really fun. Um, and it's like finding, like what, like my centering myself in this process of like what is it I'm doing, um, and like I do feel like there's like these little things where I'm like, oh, I still kind of want to be like, what number are you on the enneagram <laughs> so I can start like 
tracking the different numbers on the Instagram <laughs> or the different signs. But then I'm like, oh, but I'm not collecting people. It's not like I'm finding Pokemon to date or something. Oh, but I wish you were, you would find a Pokemon. It's not like that. It's like, I'm not really in it for like the numbers, right? Mm. And like, it's, it's really about like this self-reflective practice. Um, Mm. and it feels like it's going really well. Also like kind of defining that, um, yeah. Defining the project is the project. Oh, I agree. Yeah. I think that's what I discovered for myself too, is like, it is, it is a very personal kind of vulnerable experience. Mm-hmm. I've always felt like bad at dating, whatever that means. Yeah, that's yeah. not a thing. It's not a thing, but it's like felt like a <laughs> but thing. But it could, yeah. And it, okay, the other thing that I've liked in my project, on two dates, I've interviewed people. <laughs> yeah. And I have to say that is hilarious to me. And like, including like friend dates too, like, I'm just, like, asking people questions more about dating. And, Mm -hmm. like, it's really fascinating. And it feels like a cool container for, um, like, being a little more vulnerable than I would normally want to be, necessarily. But, like, also just being like, oh, I'm going to ask you this question I'm legitimately interested in. Mm -hmm. As if it's going to go on the podcast. And I, you know, we might pull some clips from interviews. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But... But, like, that's not even the point, necessarily. It's more like, it's just cool. Like, I'm finding this, like, investigator part of myself that I really enjoy. Ooh, I love that. Yeah. I know. I'm finding that I'm... Something I have always been a little afraid of is conflict. Mm -hmm. A little. A lot. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And, like, worried that it will, like, erode something or that it will be the end of something, whatever the something is. And that's true in friendships, work partnerships, romantic partnerships, all of it. Uh, But I'm finding that like in some ways, right, like communicating your boundaries and your needs can sometimes be a form of communicating conflict because it's like, oh, my needs aren't being met. How do I do that? Yeah. And I've always been so afraid of that. And so one of the things that's been really fun is like to be in this practice of like connecting with people or trying to connect is like sometimes you have to be like, oh yeah, no, I don't like that. And mm-hmm. I notice that a tendency of mine is to like excuse behavior mm-hmm. and like mate. And so mm-hmm. I've been like, oh, I'm just going to really practice like communicating a boundary really clearly right mm-hmm. away. That's cool. And not being like so worried that this person is going to like not like me anymore. Cause I'm right. like, I actually don't care. Because again, you're centering yourself in this. Yeah. Yeah, I get to choose. And you get to choose. I choose. Which takes us all the way back to the lover's card year. It does. Yeah. 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 So that's that seems like a really good thing to be like underlying our projects in yeah. the dating realm. In the dating realm. First dates, first dates, first dates. When you gonna go on one? Go on a first date with your honeybear. Whoever that is. (laughs) Or where. (laughs) What? We also have an album. (laughs) It's called Honey Bear. Oh god, look at this. I'm going to disappoint you. (laughs) Could be the subheadings. Our condolences. We'll get Jordan to be on it. My condolences. It was so fun. <clears throat> it was so beautiful and magical and 
the kind of like back of the bar on a Monday when no one is there and you haven't eaten dinner so you're drinking beer instead (laughs) and you just like start speaking and it's like words are viscous and they like pour out Mm. and I just could feel all this magic Mm. and like beautiful beautiful honesty like just like surrounding us like I could feel it was like we just cast a circle and a spell and it just kept generating magic this is like why you should go on a date with a witch and something that I loved was like at one point I looked over and she was like just listening to me Mm. so deeply and I noticed a thing that maybe was a pandemic thing that I started to like not look at people when I was talking to them Mm -hmm. And I also notice I do it when I'm a little uncomfortable Mm -hmm. or I am like, I'm about to say something. And so I'm just going to like close my eyes and think as I'm talking, which (laughs) I do that too anyway. But sometimes I do it as a way to deflect. Mm -hmm. And I didn't do that. Like we were just like Mm -hmm. eye contact that was so beautiful. And she has like these beautiful eyes. Mm -hmm. And she and I had like gotten dressed up for each other and put on makeup (laughs) and like we're just like, how can we show cleavage? <laughs> and she went, Oh my God. Yeah, we, we both like talked about how we'd like so gotten super sexy. sexy and dressed up. And I was like, wait, I think I'm going to add that to my dating project is like to always get like dolled up a little bit hey, for the person, I which is also that. for myself. Like, yeah. how do I feel the most sexy when I go out? Yeah. Because like, that is part of a spell casting for sure for me. Oh, it's yeah. like it changes. For me, it changes my whole dynamic if I'm like, intentional about what I'm what energy I'm bringing into what I wear oh yeah and you Mm -hmm. actually taught me to have so much fun with getting dressed and so I was like oh I'm gonna wear this if someone sees me in real life they'll be like she did (laughs) she's literally wearing rags that are stained with paint (laughs) and always if you check her little cute feet she has little socks and chacos on and I love it Chrissy's the only person who gets away with that like tape dangling off the edge of my chacos like from the art room it's like it's so funny. <laughs> because I literally think of getting dressed as an art form and I literally look like a hobo like half of the time. <laughs> or like a 1970s sorry, like, folk yeah. star, porn oh, star. Yeah. 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 Sorry, that's what I meant. When <laughs> I said hobo, I meant. And by okay. hobo, I really did mean like in the olden days when people were like train hopping and stuff. <laughs> With like a little like with your satchel, a little satchel, your little my little hobo bag. Tanisha and I went to the bar last week, and when we got there, I had discovered that I had like nori from like a nori snacks stuck in my face mask, and I'd like pulled down my mask to say hi to someone, and just had this giant piece of nori on my face. And so I was telling her the story when she got there. And she's like, oh, and you got some there and there and in your teeth. And I was like, oh, my God. And I put my mask back on. And she's like, oh, it's your little hobo bag. No. Which, I mean, Christy looks like she's about to train hop. Or like the old timey vision of the person with the stick and the little bag. And they're like going to go on a little journey. The fool in the tarot. Yes, the fool in the tarot. Um, Okay. Okay. But you cast a dressing spell. I cast a dressing spell and a beautiful makeup jewelry spell, which is always so fun for me. And it was just, so it just was really intentional and beautiful. And I sometimes feel like with friends, there's this like, 
oh, we're just going to catch up. But yeah. it was like, because we were like, we're on a date. Mm-hmm. It was like, actually, we're going to tell stories. On Valentine's on Day. Oh, yeah. And she gave me a gift. <laughs> oh, what did she give me? She you? is also a perfumier. I don't oh. know how you say that. Perfumier? Do you, I think you have right. to use an accent if you're going to yeah. say it. Um, it doesn't matter how you say it as long as you pretend to be French. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which is, sorry, French people. <laughs> <laughs> um, but she gave me this beautiful... You're welcome, French people. <laughs> yeah. Now you know. <laughs> uh, is, yeah, this Venus, like, roll-on uh, perfume. Oh, I gave her dude. the puzzle purse with the felted hair, which she In loved. In the shape of a heart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it did say, because I designed the puzzle purse, and it said... Here you go. <laughs> she the most it. romantic phrase in the English language. <laughs> yeah, here you go. Uh, but she loved it. And so it was Aww. It was just like, maybe the thing I loved the most was how it felt really romantic. It sounds so romantic. Sorry, conversational. It's so much easier for me. Yeah, no, yeah, I know. Okay, so the question that I want to ask, um, I am distracted by the really nice music because I love this song. Um, is how do you on a first date show up in your sovereignty while still like participating in the glittery sparkly energy that could be present yeah I think that the answer is it's simple and that you just show up in your sovereignty (laughs) and that's it (laughs) because then you are sparkly then you are alive you're completely yourself so we want to have these beautiful first impressions with people you know we want them to see all of those glorious things about ourselves but truthfully we want them if we like them to see it all you know the the depth we want real deep connections with folks that's what we're seeking you know maybe not on a first date but hopefully you know it could happen yeah <laughs> it does happen, it does happen. <laughs> um as we know but we're not we do know that, that. Story. Mm-hmm. it's a story for our secrets a story <laughs> secret time. for another time yeah. secret times uh, so yeah i think that the secret of those things is just showing up fully as yourself and that's not always easy mm-hmm. because we have to really dig deep and find out who that is yeah. and that's a long journey but do the best you can mm-hmm. right like mm-hmm. I'm gonna show up as me and I'm gonna see if I like them not try and convince them to like me oh yes that's that's it yeah it's like I'm just gonna show up and like I, I get to actually choose. It reminds mm-hmm. me so much of like when I think about what you just said. It's like the chariot card for me. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Like, am I like this badass who has so much autonomy and sovereignty and like beauty and is just like radiating with it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And doesn't have to convince anyone. You don't to see that. Right. Yeah. Because it's obvious. It's obvious and it's palpable. Yeah. Yeah. And it's really going to be obvious to the right people. Yes. And if it's not, that's okay. And you're just like, okay. Yeah. That's all right. Well, we were talking about like being in our bodies and I think we can get into our heads like, oh, I want them to see this thing. And like really taking a moment to like, let's just be in the moment, like get into the body and then see where this takes us. Mm -hmm. And like, what can I see? The curiosity is so huge because you want to see if you like them. So Mm -hmm. just like... Maybe, like, I want them to see this part of me. Maybe they'll get to. Yeah. Right? Well, maybe 
Maybe they and, too. and in the meantime, like, I'm kind of curious about this person. Like, who is this person? <laughs> yes. Oh, I love that. Thank you. Yeah. I like it too. I like it too. Um, I was a little too close to the mic there. (laughs) (laughs) Learning as we go. So, so tell me about your date. Okay, cool. I would love to. Yeah. It was also so much fun. And I think it was funny because I was like, not like, it's not like I wasn't expecting it to be fun, but I was also like, I was expecting it to be awkward. I went on a date with someone who applied to be my date on Tinder. And on the Uber ride there, I was like telling the Uber driver about my plan and our podcast. And he was like, oh no, now I'm nervous. Is he going to show up? What if he doesn't show up? And I was like, I don't know. Can I interview you on tape? Can I ask you questions? And he was like, no, no, no. And I was like, oh, okay, okay, I won't. Okay, I won't. And like, but I was so like, oh yeah, there's buy-in like... Uber driver, I like was like, listen, you gotta listen to the podcast, find out what happened. Did he show up? Did he not? And he totally did. But I was like, at the last minute before we got there, I was like, oh, we went to meet at a restaurant, and I was like, dude, it's Valentine's Day. There's no fucking way that you aren't supposed to get a reservation. Right. But I was forgetting it was Monday, yeah. and so it was a little bit. It was still crowded, which felt a little bit weird. I was like, cool. Um. I'm going to get us seats at the bar because that way we're just facing the bartenders who still have masks on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it felt safer. Yeah. And then, like, it was so crazy because it's like we didn't know each other from anyone, mm-hmm. right? And then we just, like, talked for, like, three hours about whatever, mm-hmm. closed the bar, had our, like, beautiful charcuterie board and our bottle of wine. Nice. And, like, it was just a blast. Like, it was yeah. super fun. Um, And then, like, went on a rock walk around the block and then I, like, was like, Peace and got in my Uber and Ubered away. So great. So, this project was to go on a first date on Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. Did it make it more awkward at all? No. <laughs> Wrong answer. <laughs> I'm totally kidding. Um, okay, cool. Uh, it's like any other day to me. <laughs> any other day or any other date? Um, any other day. This date has not been any other date. Okay. I think if if you date someone and it becomes more of a relationship, that's an experience. And then if you date someone and it doesn't, that's also an experience. Okay. So, so basically you're just saying we're alive and we have experiences. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so is going on a first date on Valentine's Day is just one of the many boring experiences boring? of being alive. <laughs> <laughs> not, not, okay, so not boring. Just one of the many experiences you could have uh, as I, a person who's but alive. But that's the thing. I live for experiences. Oh, okay. So I, I just... think that's great. Whatever the experience is... You it's know, happening. Make sure to, like, experience as best you can. Got it. Yeah. Okay, any really, really good first date stories? Uh, I, <laughs> I just ran into somebody at... Bar no, okay. and it was a really good meet cute. Oh, she told what me happened. She told me that my shirt was great, like that was a that's a really nice shirt. Uh, and then she, and then I was like, and then oh, she thanks. spilled something on it. <laughs> no, <laughs> and then she told me again, no, that's a really great shirt. And I was like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay. Wait, what's the meet cute part of it? I guess Doesn't that's it. Oh, that's, I, I guess that's happen? not a mute cute. I don't know. No, maybe it is. 
I um, thought it was like your dog gets tangled up with their dog or you lose their pizza or something. <laughs> That's so cute. I just gave you the worst meat cute. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it's, not, it's not a meat cute at all. Not a meat cute. But I do like that. I think it's cute that he thought it was. Yeah. And kudos. Because it is cute to meet someone out in a real way, not on a dating app, right? Yeah. That's yeah. like the ideal. <laughs> That's what we're all aspiring to. Okay, Tunisia. Cackle track, relax, <laughs> <laughs> and finish out the episode. Oh, yeah. Right? Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> and then we relax. <sighs> Let's hear how your date ended. Yeah, it's really sweet. All right. Last question of the evening. Final takeaways of our date. So I think that overall people should prioritize friend dates and that they're not less valuable than romantic dates. And it's not just hanging out with your friends, like really make a date, really treat each other romantically, maybe get each other gifts or little Valentines. (laughs) Yeah, felt your hair into a heart. And give it to your friend. And give it to your friend. (laughs) And then they put it on their altar. Yes, it is going on my altar. Um, And I definitely want to have a second date. (gasps) Yay! It's going to be so fun. It is going to be so fun. Oh, so our next episode, the next one that we're going to be starting to plan out is the Empress episode. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So excited. Feeling yourself. Yeah, loving yourself. Literally, figuratively, in the bathtub, (laughs) in your bed, wherever, wherever. (laughs) as long as you, you know, feel yourself, feel yourself. (laughs) as you're feeling yourself you are in alignment with our next episode all right so that's our homework for the week is we're gonna be thinking about feeling ourselves (laughs) yeah (laughs) self-love going on a date with ourselves right yeah that's our goal that's the goal and that's our episode thank you so much for listening follow us on apple Podcasts, spotify you can go to our website at the dates of our or you can follow us on instagram at dates of our lives podcast and thank you so much to david bash winner for this beautiful soundscape thank you david so we have the card and then the theme orgy <laughs> If you're interested. Okay. It's not about orgies. But we might have an episode about orgies. I think we should. Okay, we will. But for all you listeners out there who are excited about that. (laughs) Um, But I think that the project we talked about is actually, it's like more like sex party. (laughs) Sorry, I can't stop. Sorry, I can't stop. (laughs)